0: This is the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast, sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grant Haven Campground. Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors covers the lakes, woods, trails, wildlife, and anything else going on outdoors in Paul Bunyan's playground. Hi, this is Dick Beardsley, Bemidji Area Fishing Guide. I'd like to invite you to come to our beautiful town of Bemidji. We've got over 400 lakes in our area teeming with walleye, pike, muskie, bass, and panfish. We're the gateway to the Chippewa National Forest. We've got miles upon miles of biking and hiking trails. Paul Bunyan and Babe the Blue Ox. Fine shops and eateries in downtown Bemidji. Headwaters of the mighty Mississippi at Itasca State Park. Beautiful resorts, hotels, and bed and breakfasts. Visit Bemidji one step further. Coming up today, we hear from the champions of the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, Jace Peterson and Charlie Peterson. They also had the big fish. It was also Jace's birthday, and they happen to be cousins. Lots of stuff to talk about with them. And the next big tournament is coming up on Lake Pakegama this Saturday, the Graha Walleye Shootout. We'll get all the details on that unique body of water with Dave Weitzel from the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office. It's all coming up. I got
1: my fishing pool keys, tackle box in my hand. going to cast a few lines with my toes in the sand. Pulling in a big catch makes me feel like a man. But the wife, she just don't understand. I love walleye, perch, trout, and bass. And if you don't like fishing, you can kiss my mercury riding.
0: If you're fascinated by what you're hearing today, Bemidji State University might be the place for you when it comes to college. They're located amid the lakes and forests of the Northwoods, and it's the only place in Minnesota where you can earn a four-year degree in aquatic biology. It's a state-of-the-art program on the shores of Lake Bemidji, giving you high-tech lakeside facilities and ample opportunity for research and a hands-on education. You can choose fisheries biology, aquatic systems, or wetlands ecology. An aquatic biology education at Minnesota's premier Northwoods University. It's the right fit for you. Visit BemidjiState.edu. I'm Chuck Haffey, of Leisure Outdoor Adventures, and you're listening to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. They are two outstanding anglers that I've interviewed multiple times before, but now they are the champions of the 2022 Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, cousins Jace and Charlie Peterson. Guys, congratulations. Thank
2: you very much, Kev. Thank you, Kev. It was a great day.
0: It was a great day, and uh, you, know, you uh, were fishing with your cousin, and uh, your cousin has a birthday, he wins the tournament, uh, you know, and... Make sure you get at least half the check.
2: I know. I wanted to catch a big fish for Jace for his birthday, but he's going to have to settle with a decent net job today.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that works. Hey, uh, Jace did catch, indeed, a huge fish. In fact, the biggest of the tournament, which brought you guys another 1,000 and a diamond rod. Um, so, Jace,
3: tell us the story of that fish. So we caught that fish fairly early on in the morning, uh, which helped calm the nerves, you know. Uh, but we caught it probably nine, ten o'clock, Actually, saw it in our electronics, cast it to it with a bobber and a leech, uh, which I haven't done a whole lot of, but it's kind of become the norm in walleye fishing. Um, bobber went down, Charlie actually told me it went down. He's like, bobber down! And uh, I have a couple buddies that, you know, kind of have theories on how long to wait and whatnot, so I waited and set the hook. And I had caught one actually the previous cast, and I could tell this was a lot bigger fish. Um, got on the trolling motor and kind of followed the fish, and it came up, and both. At least I thought it could have been a muskie just with the size of it was. I wasn't expecting to see a giant walleye. Uh, it came in the, towards the boat. Charlie was ready with the net, and right before it was about to go in the net, it made one more dive right by the side of the boat. And both of us kind of, we didn't freak out, but we both told each other, you know, we got to calm down, we'll get this fish. And came back up, Charlie got out in the net, and, you know, we didn't even realize how big it was when, when it came in the, when the boat. <laughs> we just grabbed it and we're like, that's one of the bigger walleyes we've ever seen, you know, 28 inches. So.
2: You don't see a lot of fish that size on Lake Bemidji. No, that, a fish that size has not come often on Lake Bemidji. Maybe you can catch one every couple of years, but seeing that come in the boat today was like, okay, this is this is going to be our day, and uh, it kind of took the pressure off, and then later on the pressure came on like we can't let this fish go to so. waste.
0: So, Jace mentioned bobbers. Do you guys use bobbers a lot when you're walleye fishing?
2: Uh, not not too often. We're just starting to get into it uh, more. We're usually just fishing a stand-up fireball jig and a shiner, but we're starting to switch it up a little bit here and there and learn other techniques. I'm
0: hearing a lot more people using bobbers in walleye fishing. Uh, that seems to be kind of a trend right now.
3: Yeah, it, I mean, it has to do with some with, uh, with electronics that are kind of changing the walleye fishing, um, but we... We knew going in that we'd have to get a big one some other way than a jig and a shiner. Um, through our, you know, growing up bass fishing on the weed line, a jig and a shiner just plays into, you know, what we know how to do. So, I mean, that's kind of our strong suit. But we knew that going in we'd have to catch one some other way, either rigging a big minnow or, you know, rigging a leech, um, a crawler, or, you know, this bobber technique. Um, to get that one early, though, it was, like Charlie said, it was a whole, I mean, relief off our shoulders to to get that big one in the boat.
2: (laughs) So, Charlie, uh, you guys have been fishing together a long time. We've been fishing together since we can, before we can even remember.
0: And and, uh, obviously, there's a lot of Petersons that fish, and I know you guys have fished with other members of your family, but you guys seem to be, uh, well, certainly for bass, you guys do a lot of stuff together.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, we're just in the boat a lot, so we get that chemistry, and we kind of know our tendencies and know where we are in the boat, so just... It works out because we're always in the boat together and that's that's what we like to do well it was kind of interesting your dad and uh is it
0: your uncle or cousin dan uh dan rude were fishing together they were on stage with you as well it would have been pretty cool if travis and uh, duane could get up there as well
3: that's right yeah it was uh this style of win. we were given a call to come you know to the top 10 tent Um, so when we walked in and Craig and Dan were there too, it was, it got pretty exciting and we're like, what do you have? What do you have? And kind of under our breath and like, geez, you guys have more than we thought. And they said the same to us. And we had had some conversation on the water. We were fishing similar areas and we'd stop by and we'd, you know, give a thumbs up, thumbs down type of thing. So we figured they had a decent bag, but we're, we're glad to see them in the top 10 as well.
0: You know, one of the things I was joking to somebody about who was talking to, they were a, a walleye angler and they caught a muskie and I said, yeah, muskie guys love hearing about walleye anglers actually ca- a- accidentally catching muskies. I'm sure hardcore walleye guys just love the fact that a couple of bass anglers wanting to leap walleye tournament.
2: I don't know what they're gonna think, but I know we did see a lot of muskies today. So we're we're rocking the bass boat today. So I could see a lot of guys just thinking that we're uh, fishing uh, muskies today.
0: <laughs> well, talk a little bit about um, uh, the fact of the matter is you know you guys you know mola isn't your your choice. Mm-hmm. Bass is your number one choice. So how often do you actually walleye fish?
3: We like to walleye fish, you know, right around opener in the first couple of weeks, and then, you know, the last couple of years that we've been doing the Knights of Columbus, we'll, uh, you know, pre fish here and there, um, and then after, you know, the middle of June when those fish move out deep, um, we kind of tend to go to the banks and fish for bass. Um, the bass, I mean, our bass techniques have definitely changed over to the walleye side very nicely. Like I said, with a jigworm, it's the same as a jig and shiner. Um, like, like I said, that's what we grew up doing. Um, and then our electronics, you know, we use them for deep water bass fishing and smallmouth fishing. And it's, it's pretty much the same thing when it comes down to it. You know, one thing
0: when it comes to the Petersons and I've known the Petersons for 30 something years now. Two things I know about Petersons. They will fish bass and they'll be at every basketball game. We we love our basketball. That's
2: for
0: sure. <laughs> <laughs> it is so cool to see you guys uh, together all the time at the at the gym, and of course playing the game. Uh, but uh, it's a good thing best season and basketball season don't overlap.
3: Oh, I know. I mean, <laughs> summer basketball sometimes got in the way, but we made it work. Uh, my dad's kind of the same way, where he's torn between, you know, if, uh, if a practice is at nine o'clock, he's all, "Will we have the boat ready by noon so we can go fishing for the rest of the day in the summer?" And you guys, you know, obviously, you know, you're good anglers. You, you know
1: the,
0: you know the, fishing game inside and out more than probably most people in America, just because of the family you grew up in and the industry you guys get to work in and and all of that stuff. Um, so you
2: you knew what to do to catch fish. But did you ever think you actually we're gonna win this thing? I mean, we kind of we kind of talked to ourselves like, hey, like let's go win this thing. It's kind of like a confidence thing. You gotta you gotta have that confidence going in. So we didn't know if we were going to win but we sure talked about it well we're uh we're done
0: with your little walleye tournament now so what's up next a lot of bass fishing i'm guessing
3: yeah we fish in a wednesday night bass league through Northwoods. uh that's every week and then dad and i fish a amateur bass trail throughout um kind of northern minnesota Uh, and then we'll have a couple tournaments on rainy lake and then we'll probably jump in a few here and there
2: what about you uh, I'm fishing league with Jace and probably find myself in a couple other bass derbies throughout uh, Minnesota, so it's kind of undecided at this point.
0: All right, well, congratulations on winning the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. Very deserving guys, two really great guys. I'm really glad to be able to talk to them on a regular basis, not just once a year when they you know, win a big, big uh, walleye tournament. Again, congratulations, guys. Well-deserved. Thank you, Kev.
3: Thanks, Kev. Well,
0: the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic is the middle leg of what I've decided to call the Paul Bunyan Country Grand Slam. We have three huge walleye tournaments in Paul Bunyan Country on consecutive weekends. Last weekend, the first weekend in June, it was the Leech Lake Walleye Tournament. And, of course, it's the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic on the second Saturday in June. And then the third Saturday in June, it's the Graha Walleye Shootout, the Grand Rapids Area Hockey Association's huge fishing tournament on Pokegama. And so we figured this is a good week to learn all about Pakegama Lake, why it is all at once a great walleye lake and a really frustrating walleye lake. Kate Weitzel from the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office is up next to talk about this truly unique piece of water in northern Minnesota. This is Fish and Paul Bunyan Country. If you're ready to write the next chapter of your life and love the outdoors, Northwest Technical College might be the perfect fit. Northwest Technical College in Bemidji has state-of-the-art technical education and six career paths in the heart of the Northwoods. Automotive, building trades, business, health, child care, and manufacturing technology. We're surrounded by more than 400 lakes and acres and acres of forests. You can be fishing, you can be hunting, and you can be plotting the course of your life all at the same place. The shortest path to your dream job begins at Northwest Technical College, Bemidji's technical college learn more today visit ntcmn.edu this is manny York, and you're listening to paul bunyan country outdoors well again i've decided to call it the grand slam of paul bunyan country the three big walleye tournaments back to back to back and we're going into round three now we know that chuck Hazy and randy topper won the leech lake walleye tournament we know that charlie peterson and jace peterson Just won the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic, and coming up this Saturday, it's the Graha Walleye Shootout on Pokegama Lake, so it's time to learn all about Pokegama. Dave Weitzel from the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office joins us. Dave, welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me. You know, Pokegama is a lake that, uh, I mean, it's always been a big lake, a lot of people know about it, but it just seems... I've heard so much more about it in the last several years. I think part of the reason is that Graha tournament has gotten so big, and there's a lot of people who have taken part in that tournament and have experienced that lake now. Uh, it's, a, it's a wonderful lake, but it's also an incredibly challenging lake.
1: It, it can be. Probably the biggest challenge that people run into out there is uh, the water clarity. It's a very clear lake. Uh, so that can make um, angling, particularly walleye angling, difficult during the day. Uh, so um, you know, a lot of the folks that uh that really enjoy walleye fishing on Pacagama have taken to night fishing. Um you know, and you'll hear a lot about uh the Rapala bite under the full moon, uh, things along those lines, um, can be very, very good. Uh, you know, or again if you get those cloudy, windy days, uh, those are really the times to fish walleyes on Pacagama. Uh, the good news is it's it's uh, arguably the best multi species lake uh, in the Grand Rapids area. Um, Anybody that's been on Pacagama realizes that there's there's a little bit of habitat for everything. Um, Some of the smaller protected bays have a ton of classic bass and panfish habitat. Uh, You get down into the Sherry's Arm on the south end, and uh, we even have lake trout living down in that part of the lake. Um, So a very unique lake with a, a ton of diversity and a ton of opportunity.
0: Well, it just kind of snakes here and there and everywhere, right? I mean, it's, uh, it's all part of the Mississippi River in a sense, uh, but it's, uh, it, there's not many... You don't experience lakes like this very often.
1: No, Pacagama is pretty unique, uh, and the fish community that's in the lake is uh, is pretty unique and pretty impressive. Yep, there, there really is something for everybody on Pacagama.
0: One of the things, is it is it smelt that you have in there
1: that makes those walleyes get so big and fat? Yeah, the the smelt is a big driver. Uh so smelt um are uh, are uh invasive species that showed up in Picagama about the 1990s. Um and the the problem with smelt is you never know what's going to happen <laughs> when they get introduced. Uh, there's some lakes where have been ecosystem disruptors and uh, we've seen them have big impacts on game fish populations, negative impacts. Uh, other lakes, uh, it seems like they're able to just adapt and be part of the fish community. Uh, and that seems to be the case in Pacagama uh, where these smelts are able to do quite well. There's a lot of offshore uh, cold water habitat um, and the uh, smelt do quite well uh, and that's really contributed to uh, more uh, prey for some of our game fish, particularly our walleyes and northern pike. Uh, Unfortunately, it's probably come at a cost to a lot of the native cold water fish that were present. Uh, We know that the lake's been able to maintain uh, a population of ciscos, but it seems like the cisco population has become very cyclical. Uh, Traditionally, uh, Pakegama was thought of as a very good lake for whitefish but the whitefish have become very rare, and it, at least part of that is probably due to competition with the smelt.
0: You know, um, as I was looking at the numbers, you very seldom run into a walleye lake that you know that's that's got a good population of walleyes where the average size is over two pounds. Okegemah, okay, that's the case.
1: It, it sure is, and um, you know, with our with our walleye lakes, uh, you know, a lot of times people will talk about uh, harvest concerns or the need for special regulations. Uh, but when we're seeing a population that's consistently producing good numbers of these bigger, older fish, that tells us that at least some of these fish are finding refuge areas and are not being harvested. Uh, and when you see that, uh, coupled with the fact that we are seeing good numbers of smaller fish, good good recruitment, that tells you that the the statewide limit is appropriate, and there's no no reason to have any additional um, harvest regulations on the lake. Uh, In the case of um, Pakegama, the biggest limiting factor for walleye is the fact that it's this big, deep, clear lake that warms up slowly. So the habitat is good. The walleyes uh, spawn, but either the eggs don't hatch or when they do hatch, there's a mistiming and there's not food available for the fry. Uh, But we can get around that in these kind of lakes by stocking fingerlings in the fall. Uh, And our fingerling stocking on um, Pakegama has been one of the better ones in the work area. Uh, in fact, um, you know, the lake naturally has uh, pretty high numbers in northern pike. It's very well suited for pike. Uh, but even with those pike out there as a competing predator, uh, we still see very good walleye numbers. Um, in fact, since 2000, uh, about the lowest that we've seen is five and a half per net. Uh, this last summer, we saw nine per net.
0: Much more to learn about Pokegama Lake with Dave Weitzel from the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office next. This is Mike Frisch of Fishing the Midwest, and you're listening to Fishing Paul Bunyan Cutting.
1: I'm Will Pampoos and Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors because Ken Jackson needs all the help he can get.
0: Dave Weitzel the Grand Rapids area fishery supervisor on the show. We're taking a close up look at Pekegama, where the Graha Walleye shootout is coming up this Saturday. I was talking many years ago with Tom Newstrom, and he was talking about, you know, there's real trophies for Northerns if you can if you can find them deep. They're Down in the depths of that lake, there are some incredible northerns.
1: There are, and, uh, you know, there's parts of the lake that have everything that a big northern is going to need. You know, unlike some of the smaller juvenile fish, uh, large pike benefit from having uh, deep, cold offshore areas that have the tulibi and have the smelt as a prey base. Uh, Those large fish are able to kind of get out into those deeper areas, uh, where they're they're a bit more work to find them out there so they're not under a lot of angling pressure uh, and they're able to find those fatty uh, fish like the the ciscos and the smelt that contribute to fast growth uh, so Pakma definitely is a lake that uh, can produce um, some real large or even trophy sized pike you know now with that said uh, over the last ten years in particular we have seen the lake go through a period of um, higher than than typical uh, recruitment. So we've had some springs that were very good conditions. The fish have reproduced well. So right now there's there's a lot of smaller fish on Pakegama, uh, but by smaller, uh, a lot of the ones that I encounter are anywhere between 20 uh, and 24 inches. So there's still a good quality northern pike, um, and you can catch a lot of those. So that's been a, a heck of a lot of fun as well.
0: Dave, what is the thing that would surprise most people about that lake?
1: Uh, I think the fact that uh, you can find um, truly trophy-sized bluegills, uh, fish over 10 inches, uh, and lake trout in the same lake. Um, You know, (laughs) those two fish are ecologically on opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, The bluegill are a warm-water fish uh, that like um, shallower vegetated habitats. Uh, The lake trout like deep cold-water habitats, uh, kind of the same places that these trophy pike like to live. Uh, and yet pakegama is diverse enough that it actually can uh, produce fisheries for both of those species. Uh, in the case of the lake trout, we, we don't think that the spawning habitat is there, so that's a stocked fishery, uh, but we do get reports of people catching some pretty nice lake trout. Uh, and the bluegill fishery is something that's actually been improving in recent years. Um, you know, Traditionally, uh, the growth rate was a little bit slower on those fish, um, but now we're we're seeing uh, pretty good numbers of fish between eight and ten inches, and an increase in uh, interest in uh, protecting that fishery. Uh, so last March, that was one of the lakes that was included with the new reduced bag limit. Uh, so there's a five daily fish limit on Pakegama, uh with hopes that that will continue to uh, maintain this real high quality bluegill fishery.
0: I think what makes uh, another thing that makes Pakegama a, a great place is the fact that despite the fact in growing popularity and growing awareness, and I think a lot of that is social media driven, um, it's still you know, near Winnie and a lot of other really spectacular lakes that it, it maybe doesn't get as much pressure as it would be if it was the lake.
1: Yeah, and, and probably uh, the other thing that impacts fishing pressure on Pakegama is the fact that it, it is close to town and it is highly developed, uh, and it's extremely popular with recreational boaters. Um, So if you're looking for a nice, quiet experience, um, you're probably not going (laughs) to find that on a warm Saturday in July, for example. Uh, You'll find a lot of folks enjoying water skiing and jet skiing and some of those other fun water recreation activities. Uh, But as an angler, that presents um, some challenges. Uh, so for the folks that really like fishing, Pakegama, uh you know, I, I think um, early mornings are good. Uh, that night bite can be good, uh, and of course, in the spring and in the fall, there's less of that recreational traffic out there. Sure, I'd
0: tell, I'd ask you where it was, but if you can't find Pacagama there's no hope for you.
1: It's pretty easy to find. <laughs> yep, it's uh, right, right uh, close to Grand Rapids, uh, just south of town and and uh does it get a lot of uh ice fishing pressure
0: and is it a good f- ice fishing lake
1: it, it is a good ice fishing lake um you know it uh it, it doesn't have any major resorts on it, so uh it doesn't get the ice fishing pressure that places like Winnie do. Uh, where there's kind of this infrastructure to keep roads plowed and access is open. Uh, it's kind of more of a, a local ice fishery, um, but there's, uh, and again, a little bit of everything. Um, you know, there's a, a walleye fishery through the ice. Uh, more and more, uh, the cisco fishery has become very popular, especially late ice. Uh, and a lot of folks are targeting bluegill and black crappie, um, particularly on the north end of the lake in the wintertime.
0: All right, it's a, it's a cool lake, it's a very popular lake, and it is a diverse lake. It's Lake Pokegama, getting all the details from Dave Weitzel out of the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office. Dave, thanks for taking the time today. Yeah, my pleasure. That's it for today. I'm Kev Jackson. Thank you for being here. I want to thank, of course, my guest Dave Weitzel from the Grand Rapids Area Fisheries Office as we take a good, close look at Pokegama with the Graha Walleye Shootout coming up there on Saturday. And by the way, good luck to everybody this weekend who will be fishing in that tournament. And of course, thanks to Charlie and Jace Peterson who joined me from the waterfront on Saturday right after they won the Knights of Columbus Walleye Classic. And congratulations to them. Very well-deserved. Great guys. And also, thanks to the Knights for letting me be part of their really, really great weekend once again this year. That's it for today. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast. Sponsored by Visit Bemidji and Grand Haven Campground. The Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors podcast is also sponsored by Bemidji State University and Northwest Technical College. And don't forget, you can listen to Fish and Paul Bunyan Country on KB101FM and KBUN Sports Radio 104.5 weekdays, as well as Paul Bunyan Country Outdoors Saturday mornings on KBUN Sports Radio 104.5, B93.3 in Brainerd Baxter, and KICK-FM in Alexandria.